Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us today. Today, it's an absolute pleasure to be joined by the team at Print Logistic. Print Logistic are transforming the way apparel is manufactured on demand for printed production. Mikhail Ross, welcome. Hello. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure. Hello. Nice to see you. Fantastic. Fantastic to see you here. It's brilliant. Could you give both give us a short introduction? Perhaps, Mikhail, can we start with yourselves? Yeah, I'm the CEO and, and founder of uh, Print Logistics. I'm, I'm sitting in, uh, in Wuch in our uh, factory doing uh, daily operation and taking care of it. Everything uh, is fine, but uh, production is working well and I'm on a daily basis focused to improve, to be better and better in our uh, on-demand production. Busy job. Definitely. Busy job, Busy. yeah. So I'm also uh, one of the co-founders uh, of Print mm-hmm. Logistics. Um, we started the company with Michal about five years ago. And uh, at that point, I was uh, one of the in- initial investors in the company. Um, and we really kind of joined forces because we had two e-commerce platforms based in, in Poland. And we were really looking for uh, let's say a sustainable resource to to meet our uh, garment, garment production needs for these platforms, mm-hmm. um, and we joined forces with Mikhail and as his brother. So it must be now it's almost five years, I think, Mikhail. Now, yeah, now it's a, a good timing. In one month, we will celebrate uh, five years, exactly yeah. five years. So, and end of October is the date when we started uh, the business together with Ross. So I didn't really know uh, anything about uh, this particular industry and sector. I've come from other other sectors, uh, TV sector and digital out of home, um, and was CEO of a listed company in Warsaw. So we kind of joined forces then, and, and then I started my baptism of fire of trying to understand really what this whole sector was like. And Michael and I went on a on a tour of Itmar and Fespa, and my eyes were were opened uh, to what was really happening in this uh, in this sector. Uh, and and perhaps the most interesting thing for me was the amount of waste and the sort of toxicity of the whole uh, garment and fabric uh, production uh, side of the business. So that's when uh, Mikael and I really started work, and I now really focus on developing international relations uh, with clients. We started with Miko only having so 90% of our business was in Poland. Now, four years later, 90% of our business is outside of Poland. Uh, so we're servicing clients you know, from the US to all parts of, of Europe. So that's a brief. That's a massive swing, isn't it? In such a short time. Yeah. You also must have seen, you know, Mikhail, massive, massive improvements and transformation of the, the, both the software and the technologies involved here over those five years. We're going to deep dive into that a little bit later, but uh, so many shifts in the last four or five years. Yeah, you know, for uh, over five years, it was uh, a, a lots of, it was mostly the, the COVID had a huge impact uh, for the transformation of our business on on-demand software. This COVID speed up everything uh, now. And uh, uh, frankly, our company were not not ready for COVID because we set up this business just year before. So yeah. uh, during the COVID, we, the COVID, we tried to uh, to learn how to to manage the scale, how to scale the business. Yeah. So yes, yes, it's true. Okay. 
Ross, could you tell us if you had to summarise, what was your vision for the business when you first joined? Well, Michael and I were discussing this uh, earlier, actually, and the the vision kind of changed because initially we were just looking to have a reliable partner to support the merchandise platforms that we had in Poland. But as we started to really understand and see the opportunity that uh, where the factory is located. I have <laughs> Sorry, Ross, but uh, my, my vision at the beginning was a little different. Uh, you were looking for the, the supplier for your business, but I had in my mind uh, this fashion on demand from early beginning that uh, we discussed at the beginning that uh, we would like to buy the first uh, roll-to-roll machine mm-hmm. for cotton. And that's why we were looking for an uh, investor. So that then that was the, the perfect combination. So we can be the supplier and then build this fashion on demand uh, department in our business. So yeah, from from my perspective, I, I was, uh, you know, I believed that this fashion on demand will be the future. It was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and now we are seeing that this, this, this business, this market transforming in that way. Well, I became a believer. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, in this opportunity, and I think that's the that was the critical time for me was to really understand what the opportunity and the potential here was. Uh, so, yes, I think, that, and I don't think that that vision has really really changed much. We've had to adapt the business model to enable yeah. us to to reach that point. Uh, but now, yeah. I think five years later. Uh, with all of the technology and the integration capabilities which Michal and the team have built, we now have the we have the way to to work with uh, with larger international clients and with small but disruptive brands as well who are perhaps going to be the the, the spearhead of this I hope revolution in the in the sector. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, they're the unicorns, acorns and oak trees, isn't it? Really, they are the future really, and they are naturally kind of digital natives and want to buy and look at on-demand production and sustainable products. Definitely, definitely. Michael, let's start with you. Could you um, talk about the services offered and the range of printed products that you now supply? Yeah, we started with uh, with small range of products and with uh, standard DTG. The, the whole business when we started, uh, because before we met with Ross, we started with with small Cornet Breeze machine. It was the beginning of, of DTG in, in Poland around eight years ago. So we started with standard T-shirt business, uh, you know, hoodies. Uh, and then we realized that on-demand production uh, is the future. So we started, uh, we, we started developing this, this part of the business. And then when, when we met and, and create uh, print logistic, we switched more for uh, this uh, roll-to-roll business. It was a um, tough lesson for us at the beginning. Um, and now I can say that finally we transform in the, in the proper position. So where we are ready, uh, to go, uh, with this, uh, this final fashion on demand. So to summarize the services now is, is a direct to garment and it's, uh, all over print, uh, products. So from DTG, we are now offering, uh, more than 3000 SKUs and the stock. So all colors, all models, the most popular uh, brands. Um, for roll-to-roll uh, printing, we are servicing, uh, you know, like uh, 15 to 20 different uh, fabric types printing per, uh, per meter. Uh, mm-hmm. This is also on demand. We are offering all over prints starting from, uh, from basics like, uh, like T-shirts, hoodies, moving to uh, home decor, 
like uh, bed, bed sets, pillows, uh, curtains, uh, kits, uh, also um, sleeping bags. Uh, so uh, whatever we can invent and whatever our customers asking and requesting, then we are uh, we are trying to to invent and uh, adopt our production. To their needs and this is the the beauty of of this uh, fashion on-demand approach that uh, our customer can come and say yeah i believe that this will, will work and i would like to uh, get this type of the product our team is uh, sitting uh, creating this in a month adopting uh, production and we can start and we can do it in this in the on-demand way so this is this is great We've got also uh, this accessories part, the like uh, mugs, uh, phone cases, um, the, the the all small sublimations. I'm uh, named this, um, but uh, the the biggest opportunity and the biggest, uh, I think, the future for us is is this fashion on demand. Really interesting, Ross. What would you like to add to that? I would just like to add that we talk a lot about the technology and we talk a lot about the the innovation on that front. But finally, also we have to have uh, a human capital resource. I mean, doing cut and sew, which is at the heart of uh, fashion on demand. We're very fortunate in the location of, of Woods, which was the sort of historic capital mm-hmm. of uh, garment and fabric production, that we have access to multiple uh, seamstress. Um, well, they were yeah. initially they were small mm. mama and papa organizations who were doing sort of just just sewing for one or two clients, and now we have that we have a huge pool of resource which we can scale the business with. So this 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 resource of qualified, experienced seamstresses is really you know crit, crit, critical in terms of this yeah, uh, business development. And as I said, we are very fortunate that where we're located, we have a, a, a huge supply. In fact. I would love to think that at some point we'll probably have a an, a sewing academy because we can bring on yeah. new new yeah. people yeah. Into, into the business. Yeah, well, I was, I was just gonna I was just gonna say as well. You know that area as well is renowned for high quality seamstresses as well. Really high quality, you know, multitasking seamstresses yes. that can you know that can do uh, you know, French yeah. seams, t-shirts, whatever you need. Yeah, that was the biggest challenge at the beginning, I think, with uh, normal production for the, the standard manufacturing of the garments mm-hmm. was uh, way different in a, in a way how they are producing this. You know, it was uh, mostly a uh, couple of hundreds or thousands in the one yeah. line. So it was yeah. easy because the seamstress was trained uh, to one product, one particular yes. product, like T-shirts. They are just uh, stitching T-shirts. And in our factory, the biggest challenge was to uh, uh, teach seamstresses to uh, switch quickly between the products from uh, simple T-shirts uh, yeah. to sleeping bag and uh, to uh, to bed set. Uh, so, and also we have to adopt our machines because yeah. it's also not easy. Yeah. If we are offering on demand, we have to offer this in three days. Yeah. And uh, we have to switch the threads. We have to uh, change the setup of the uh, sewing machines. So that that was a, the biggest challenge at the beginning uh, to to train seamstresses and explain that this is a completely different approach from others uh, around. Because as Ross mentioned, we are located in the historic capital of textiles, and we've got a lots of companies around. So uh, everyone who, who who come, came to our company and work with us was um, prepared for for the the pro- standard production. So this is the biggest difference and challenge. 
It's amazing. If I understand it correctly, though, any independent designer, new fashion designer or a brand can come to you and literally choose whichever volume they need on demand. So it, could it be one or two? Um, I guess that moves into our conversation on e-commerce later. It could be a very small order or a large order. Yeah, I think that uh, if this, uh, maybe not a fashion designer, because uh, every fashion designer would like to prepare something which is unique completely. So uh, uh-huh. we, we have to get the, the patterns, create the 3D models, and then adopt yeah. the production. But if it's the brand owner who would like to start a business with their uh, uh, personalized products, uh, they can choose from our uh, white catalog of the products and start designing using our 3D tools. Great. So this is quite easy. And in a couple of minutes, they can they can start creating. And then we have to just agree the business terms and, and move forward. It's, it's a week and they are ready to start, ready to go with the brand. So, uh, but with the fashion designers, it's a, it's a different story. But the same, if we agree with fashion designer that we will create the line together, Mm-hmm. And we create the renders for 3D and uh, adopt the workflow, which is not so complicated now for us. Uh, it's it's easy to go. So we can we can also offer this on-demand production for fashion designers in the future. But this is also developing all the time because we're just about to release mm-hmm. a pattern uploader, where effectively we can take take a designer's uh, pattern. Uh, and then design and then upload it into as a as a digital file. So once we have the digital file, then that fits into the rest of the workflow. So this will be very innovative, uh, enabling you know designers to actually. I think that that will be a completely game game changer for this this, this on demand uh, production. Can I just rewind? Can I just rewind you there a little bit, Ross? When you talk about pattern, you mean, mean mean actually the blocks for the garment, the shape of the garment itself, not the actual printed pattern. Yes, the, the pattern. That's to clarify, the two, the, those two words get mixed mixed up all of the time. Yeah, so yeah. Ross mentioned pattern is a cut of the like a shape of the yeah. of the product, uh, like uh, front, back, sleeves, ribs. So okay. we are talking about the patterns because yeah, it's misunderstanding could be like a pattern is a design and also the pattern for for yes. the for the product so pioneering a whole new landscape here aren't you ross well not just me <laughs> <laughs> no obviously not single-handedly as we know it takes a team but this is yeah. but this is really where we're listening to our to our clients and every yeah. time that we come into contact with them we have to adjust uh because we can just say oh this is what we've got to offer but we wouldn't go very far if we did that. So, you know, what we're always yeah. doing is listening to what they need. And we're understanding that if we provide, for example, this pattern uploader, um, then it opens up a whole new seam for us in terms of uh, potential clients. And it yeah. offers existing clients a new and additional service. So it's really about, you know, developing with clients, uh, not, not, not separated from them on the, on the sort of, ideas front there's so many concepts in the market but uh, our kind of saying at the moment is seeing is believing because when you can actually come to the factory and you can see you know from a digital template right the way through to a finished and dispatched good within 72 hours then then people get it now that then they understand yeah. but it's kind of educating them that that's possible yeah. we can do it and we can scale as well you know, you can sit in our conference room, create the product in 45 minutes, you can get this done. Yeah. 
Amazing. You know, I remember way back when just being able to print a fabric, you know, of two meters an hour, whatever it was, was revolutionary. And we just think how quickly everything has speeded up, speeded up and accelerating, as Ross said, at an incredible pace right now as regards to particularly, you know, options for print and print speeds, but also the technicalities of 3D design, customization and rendering are changing so fast. Yeah, you so, know, for, for this business, I think that even most more important is to to have very good software for managing the whole yep. production and workflow is than than machine. Yeah, uh, everyone can set up the machine and start printing uh, rolls. It's it's quite easy, I can say. But yep. at the end of the day, managing the whole production when you received uh, thousands of different orders, yep. different shapes with customized uh, designs and uh, and then doing this in uh, three days this is yeah. a challenge and without yeah. proper software workflow uh nesting uh this is the compensation of the fabric uh it's a lot of small issues uh behind and uh, we have to include this in in the whole uh workflow solution so that's why we decided uh, to build completely from scratch this uh, this 3D designer and, and workflow tool for our uh, company. Yeah. Uh, this year, we also finished the whole tracking solution for the production. So uh, each uh, each stage, we, we can know where, where the product is on the production. So each stage, we can monitor, we can track, so we can easily back to the product if we've got any issue with each even piece of the product. Yeah. We can back to the beginning of the queue and and to restart the production quickly so uh because this is very important to not build the tails in the production in on demand mm-hmm. that's yeah. the biggest challenge but we are producing this in 24 72 hours but if something is going wrong then it's you know sitting in the production for a days but with the tracking pro- uh, solution uh, you can easily back to the beginning and uh, automatically mm-hmm. push to the production so I think that the software is extremely important for managing yeah. well. Yeah, and this absolutely. is our USP, I believe. It print logistic build this from scratch completely and focus on that. Well, and frankly, because mm. we didn't find this on uh, uh, ITMA trade first five years ago in Barcelona, yeah. we tried to find the the, the proper solution. We didn't fi- find this, and that's why we decided to build this on our own. The important the important message there, though, as well, Michael, isn't it, is goes back to Ross's point of staying really close to your customers. You yes. know, you, you are working in partnership, in tandem with your customers and answering, you know, all of the pain points that the industry has, along with huge kind of seismic changes and shifts in buying behaviours, both for the for the for the from the consumer moving through to the buyer within the retail and the independents. And of course, at the other end of that managing to produce, as you say, environmentally and efficiently on-demand production. So you know at any particular point in time where every single piece of that garment or that order is and exactly where it's up to. You yes. know, that's quite, that is that takes some choreography in production. It really does, Michael. So congratulations. And you're absolutely right. Developing your own inline systems would have been the only way to go four years ago. And, you know, back to this uh, environmental impact or sustainability approach, uh, this is the the perfect uh, solution for that. You know, we are 
using each thread of our uh, fabrics. Uh, so uh, we are we are completely zero waste. Even uh, uh, waste from the fabrics which we've cut after the cutting, mm -hmm. we are using to create the filling for our pillows. Fantastic. So uh, we we are not wasting any thread. Amazing, amazing. Could you explain the, the, the technologies that are utilised across the production workflow, Michael, without giving anything away, obviously? So you're, lit are you, you're seamless pretty much from the, from the point of commerce all the way through, you're tracking everything. Yeah, you know, uh, the hardware mostly, we, we started building the company with, with Cornet Technologies, also the uh -huh. pioneer of the on-demand business. Yeah. And uh, we started with their machines and, and still developing uh, the fleet uh, with Cornet. Last time we uh, also uh, upgraded our fleet from HD technology to Max technology. And okay. uh, the same at the roll-to-roll -roll side from Presto S to Presto S Max. Yeah, um, because we believe that with this Max technology, uh, we can offer a wider range of the products with this printing on the dark fabrics. This is for yeah. us very important. Uh, yeah. so the, just the just to is... recap there, that means that you can print white onto any colored or dyed cloth. Yes. And then you can either use it as the white or you can print on top of it. You can layer. Really. Yes, yes, Great. exactly. So, and th this is the... And, also, this is the part where when we are listening our customers, yes. they are asking for this type of the service. Uh, always in the pigment printing was the issue with hand fill for the dark fabrics. Yeah. And now with this solution, we can offer them also really nice black t-shirts with colorful, all over printed designs. So I, I believe that this is also the next game changer, the next puzzle mm -hmm. uh, for for our production. Uh, so. From early beginning, Cornet, this is the, the technology which we are using in, in, uh, in our facility. But of course, uh, the software, this is the key. And yeah. uh, we are building, it's not, it's not also the, the back office solution, but also this year we'll implement it final dashboard for our customers, API connections. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite easy to connect with our factory. Uh, we can easily map our all products to, uh, to the the biggest platforms, mm -hmm. the biggest POD platforms in the in the market, uh, and also uh, our customers can easily log into the dashboard and check the status. They can edit, cancel, whatever they want to do with the order. They can go into our production, so they can fill the floor of our uh, of our production, and they can even see the status with uh, the, pro the this particular product now is in the cutting stage, or this That's is now. Amazing. So this is uh, the also we would like to offer our customers this deep dive into our uh, production flow. So they are aware what is going on. That interactivity, that engagement with the customer, that, that's just, you know, fantastic customer services. And that's exactly what your stakeholders demand now, isn't it? Ross, what would you say the key benefits are of on-demand production for for the consumer and for the retailer? Well, I think for the for both of them, that's that's not such an easy question, to be honest with you. I think from the, okay. from, the, from the consumer's perspective, there is a changing appetite and attitude towards wanting sustainable, yeah. sustainably produced uh, garments and, and products. Um, and I think, but what they don't realize at this point in time is that it also that comes at a price and, mm -hmm. you know, financially, because so there, there, there's an element there that everybody wants to be, let's say, green. They would like to have their, their garments uh, bes bespokely produced, if that's correct way of yeah. uh, wording it. But 
they also want to pay the least amount of money for them. And there's a balance to be found between um, you know, how much they will actually pay for this. And that's when it comes down to the retailer, because finally, uh, you know, lower price points can only be really achieved through volume. And that requires a commitment from, from a retailer or from a brand to manufacture it in this way. So it's kind of like uh, educating the, the consumer and educating the retailer at the same time. And this has been, let's say, our biggest, one of our biggest challenges yeah. uh, is to demonstrate that actually this is not only just sustainably produced, but also makes economic sense uh, or commercial sense as well. So, and, and I, you know, we talk about the kind of seismic changes which are happening within uh, the industry. However, they are, they are slow. You know, I, I kind of think about the whole sector as a large tanker plowing across the, the ocean. And in order to actually make a change, it takes a long, it takes a long time. Um, it does. That, that is, you know, over the last five years, we've seen some change, but it's still, you know, we're, the change is coming still from disruptive brands and disruptive uh, clients yeah. um, uh, who are looking to scale, but not yet scaling. And still the bigger yeah. brands, you know, the, the next to the H&Ms, they do talk a lot about, you know, being sustainably, offering sustainably produced garments. But the reality is that, you know, they need to have massive scale mm -hmm. in order to, to do that. And it takes a bit of a leap of faith uh, and we hope that, that will happen, that they will actually start working with a, an organization or a company like us to enable that, mm -hmm. that scale to be developed. Uh, and so that, that's, the, that's the, real, the real challenge. Uh, it's to, it's to yeah, make I, this. I agree with you. you know. Yeah. Smart manufacturing is the way forward, but steering that juggernaut round takes a lot. You know, it's, a, it's a big curve, isn't it, really? But we don't have time. To make to take to take that curve. So as you say, when that happens in any market, you get the disruptors. And I, as I, you know, as you as you said, that's the the entrepreneurial entrepreneurs who are investing in digital fashion and starting new brands. So I think you know it's it's undoubted that you are seeing it in some of the larger brands, but not on the scale that's needed. But cool. then there's also that issue, isn't there? Of you have to have. You have to have the supply chain in place in order to work with that flexibility and build great trust in your suppliers too, so that you can switch that tap on and off, on and off as you need it. So there has to be a cooperation, doesn't there, Mike? Working with suppliers and they want to block out large portions of production. So I think there's the whole business model is changing massively, isn't it, for the future? And you're absolutely primed there to, to provide that service that they need. Yes, and you know, in in general, the the whole market changed very quickly, and I think that these big retail brands mm -hmm. finally noticed that they they have to adopt yes. their production uh, needs, and they have to switch to, to somehow in into this on demand model. Yeah, for them, it's it's a challenge because the, the big organization change for on demand from the standard uh, production. Is a uh, is a is a big change. Is a lots of hustle uh, adopting uh, software and and uh, as Ross mentioned uh, as well pricing. Uh, but 
it's a must, I believe. It's they, yes. they, they have to do this, especially in, in these times when we are seeing problems with, with deliveries, with supply chains, increasing pricing, inflation, uh, yeah. the Far East uh, problem with, with, uh, with uh, production productions near their, their headquarters uh, is a must. But it's the case how to do this in a smart way and, uh, and a reasonable price for the end consumer. This is the biggest challenge, I believe. It's a learning curve for everybody involved, isn't it? Really, a lot of people need to, you know, they need to find and actively source the right partners for their businesses. Um, and you're, you're working with an industry that hasn't changed for years. It, it is happening, but it, it's the pace of yeah. change. It, it needs to be kind of uh, speeded up. I mean, you know, yeah. not just from our perspective, because we would like to be working with, with bigger clients, but just generally in the fact that, you know, if we're going to achieve these uh, these, these goals um, with the sustainably produced garments of the future, it, we have to move more rapidly. I agree with you. And if from our side, we can see all of their technology, but I also become incredibly impatient because because it's there, you know, smart hubs like yourselves, that they are there, they can be utilised, they can be used. But the industry has to be much more, the sourcing industries have to be much more aggressive about taking an onboarding knowledge and switching their existing business models to the, you know, the total cost of ownership. You know, pretty much every fashion business out there has got 40% of the cost stuck in the margin to prepare for getting rid of it. I mean, that makes no sense at all, does it? You know, there's so, so, so many, um, yeah, so many issues there. But Michael and Ross, how then does a designer brand make their first step into smart manufacturing? How would a customer start working with you guys? Well, first, uh, they, they, they have to just contact us. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> and then organize the intro call and uh, we, we we just need to hear the needs so uh, it's quite easy I can say uh, of course uh, each customers uh, need a different approach especially if it's the fashion designer then as I mentioned previously we need to prepare the whole line and yeah. take more time but if it's the brand we can uh, offer our 3D tools. We d developed this with uh, with Guy Alroyd from Early Vision, uh -huh. and uh, we can together sit and uh, install uh, this pop-up window with 3D customizer in our um, customer uh, site or platform, and they can easily start selling our products through this uh, this customizer, or we can easily connect through our API uh, um, to, to to our production. So the to start uh, is uh, just contact with us and we can easily uh, go through the process. I think it's uh, it's quite easy um, and user-friendly for our well, customer. Michael, if I understand your customizer correctly then, it can reside on your um, customer's computer to use as a design tool, but it also resides within their websites as well so that their customers can also use it. Is that correct? Yes. In, in general, yeah. we, as a print logistic, we are not offering uh, services to end consumers. So you cannot go to our website and start uh, designing this and just order one piece. We are yep. working mostly business to business. Uh, yep. uh, so we are offering our customizer as a pop-up window through API. We can install it in, in our customers' websites. So uh, if you've got the shop, 
and you would mm-hmm. like to start selling uh, customized all over printed products, uh, or you would like to enable your customers, your end consumers, customize your products, you yep. just install our plugin, and this is it. And you are just start selling this uh, this product to the market, or uh, you can uh, use this in a in a back uh, back office. Like you mm-hmm. can just create uh, the products using our customizer and upload this to your shop and start selling your customized, your personalized, uh, all over printed products, or of course DTG uh, or standard on demand products, um, but not enabling final uh, consumer to uh, to customize that. Okay. Uh, why but we are you... using this, this customizer? This is because we, uh, as I explained previously, mm-hmm. when you design this in the customizer, we uh, it's it's going automatically to the production, so we can yeah. from the next day start production. So it's it's easy process. And just to be clear as well, you're doing dropship and white label with that as well. You are you you're shipping directly to their customers, but totally yes. with their own with their own branding. Yes, we are doing the full end to end service. Yeah. So uh, we are receiving the order. We are uh, preparing this for the production, printing, cutting, stitching, quality control, packaging. We can also discuss with the customer type of the packaging if if have to be uh, personalized with the stickers uh-huh. on top or their own uh, personalized uh, poly mailers or uh, sustainable uh, en- envelopes or you know we are we can discuss with the customers we are open and flexible for uh, for that uh, and at the end we are offer also this this shipping services so we stick the label and it's it's sending to the end consumer so our uh, brand platform retail uh, they are not taking care uh, of of the of the that part mm. they they just need to provide orders for this and we are taking care for for the rest there's a huge saving in that isn't there for them extremely Massive. saving you know they yeah. can they can sell virtually thousands of million products or designs yeah but produce with... only a couple of them exactly with with yeah, because you're taking on all the manufacturing costs and yes. all of that's involved, all of that's in the price point, which kind of comes back to that total cost of ownership question from before, Ross, doesn't it? You know, when you talk about pricing, it's like kind of like, well, hang on, you're getting a completely different service here mm-hmm. with an end-to-end solution. And that's when 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 people start doing the the the, the numbers, the calculations. Yeah it becomes obvious that this is the way forward. I mean, even uh, as Mikhail explained, you know, many of our clients are simply doing this from, <laughs> they have no stock. They have no, yeah. no, no issues with regards to that. All of that is, is managed by us. And our stock is on demand as well. You know, we, you know, we can get three, we can get fabrics within three or four days. We can get uh, garments within, you know, blank garments within two to three days. And so there's no, there's no stock requirement uh, anywhere through the, through the whole process. And the more that that's, that generates cost savings, you know, these then can be passed on through the, through the, through the value chain. Incredible. Guys, congratulations. Just before we finish, Michael, Russ, what, what would your vision be for the years ahead? What's next for Print Logistic? You know, in a, in a short term, we would like to implement as much as we can of innovative uh, hardware and solutions from the market. So first uh, point 
in the short term, and uh, we are in the process is installing the coloril color, color system for uh, on-demand embroidery. We would like to wow. adopt embroidery on-demand to uh, to the market to to this mass on-demand production, and uh, this is happening now. And uh, we believe that we will launch this offer, this service next uh, next month. So short term. This is the the topic, and you know, month by month, we are looking for a new solutions and and inventions for for this on demand production. My long term vision is to be uh, the first choice for uh, uh, for the brands for retailers uh, for on demand for mm-hmm. on demand production. We would like to evangelize the market about this on demand approach and be focused on this on demand manufacturing. We believe that DTG is fine, and we can offer just printing on demand, but on demand manufacturing. This is the future for the uh, whole markets, not only the, the fashion market, garment market, but for each market that will transform. So print logistic, we would like to be the first choice for everyone who is thinking about on demand. This it's is impressive. The- impressive, Michael. Ross, what would you like to add? Only that I think, I, think uh, <laughs> I mean, but, but what we really need to do is to be able to scale this, uh, this business in the, in the foreseeable yeah. future. You know, we have the, we have the tools, we have the technology, we have the resources yeah. available. What we need to, to be able to do yeah. is to work with, uh, you know, with clients who believe and, and want to scale, uh, this, this. So if we can, if in a perfect world, if we can find one or two partners in the next 18 months to, to really invest in this as a future, this would be ideal. And then, and then we can think about you know lo- different locations uh, for another print logistics hub. Uh, we can talk about sewing academies. We can develop you know the, the infrastructure that supports that that bigger growth pattern. Yeah. Fantastic, so fantastic. You're, you're the most wonderful example of smart prediction, really fantastic, gentlemen. Thank you so so much for joining us today. Um, we'll make sure that all of your contact details, etc., in the show notes. Um, and look forward to watching your trajectory. Fantastic. Really, over the years ahead, definitely. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you.